0: Alrighty, righty. It is that time in the week where we join our friends over at Black Locks Reporter and get into all the little juicy nuggets that often go missed, but they should not because they are the stories that matter. And, of course, if you don't subscribe to it, this isn't a great opportunity because we have our friend Tom Korski, who is the managing editor, on with us Monday and Wednesday to get you all the goods. He joins us now. Good to have you, Mr. Tom. Thank you, Alex. I wanted to ask you about this one um, because I think this would trouble a lot of people. But uh, Ian Stewart, who was the public health of uh, public head of public health unit or agency or whatever we call it these days, um, he's left and I guess he's failed upwards somewhere in Ottawa. But, um, you know, he was a big part of this cover up of the details of why the Winnipeg lab where two scientists were fired was, you know, you know, shut down Um He left, I guess, before Thanksgiving weekend, but he was central in making sure that the documents didn't see the light of day. So now he's gone. What kind of problems are we facing? Are we going to see what the documents are?
1: And are going to go for that again. Uh, He was the third president the public health agency has had in 15 months. Three presidents in 15 months.
0: It's like Spinal Tap. It's like the drummer.
1: Not not, a good (laughs) time. And the... uh, has one claim to fame, though, uh, though his tenure was brief. Uh, Mr. Stewart was the first public employee since, I believe, 1896 to be censured, named and shamed on the floor of the mm-hmm. House of Commons for contempt of Parliament. That's something. That's really something. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- what was he in contempt for? As you mentioned, Alex, he withheld documents. He was asked four times, four times by House order and committee order to surrender documents regarding an unfortunate federal police raid on his lab that employed Chinese scientists with links to the People's Liberation Army. Not going to do it, Stewart said, and MPs got fed up. Then the election mm. called, and all House motions are off, all bets are off. When the election is called, Parliament dissolves. MPs, I can assure you, will bring all that back because they want to know what happened, because it stinks, Alex.
0: Can he stop that?
1: No. No. No, he can't. No. That was an MP or, uh, MP's order. Uh, we we don't work for Ian Stewart here, right? Like I'm not no. Ian Stewart's houseboy. Say say 338 <laughs> members of Parliament. We, we are not here to brighten Mr. Stewart's day. He works for the taxpayers of Canada, and the taxpayers have 338 delegates called members of Parliament, and they want to know why People's Liberation Army researchers were got security clearance at his lab, and we're subsequently fired.
0: Yeah, so stay tuned for that one. I'm not sure it'll get up and running anytime soon, but when it does, it should be uh, yet another interesting uh, chapter in Ottawa. Uh, Quebec, I think this is fascinating, because I'm very curious to see where this goes. But Quebec, for the first time in more than half a century, faces diminished representation of the commons. So they've redirected some seats. Uh, British Columbia, Alberta, and Ontario are going to get new, uh, you know, ex- more seats. And Ottawa, or Ottawa, Quebec is going to actually lose a seat. Um, This was in the works. Elections Canada said we have to redistribute for population's sake. But not not every day when you hear Quebec may lose a seat. But will it actually happen, Tom?
1: It will, and it's uh, statutory, and it's a constitutional uh, mathematical formula. They can burn no no monkey business on this. As you point out, Mm -hmm. Alex, Quebec hasn't lost a seat in the House since 1966. This is really interesting because it's long-term trends, and the long-term trends is the growth in Ontario and the West, and uh, Quebec as a proportion of the whole country and the House of Commons is now down to about 22%. Uh, less seats is not good. That means some MP is going to lose his seat when they redistrict. Redistricting, by the way, is usually pretty clean because MPs know where all the skeletons are buried. It is goes through judicial commissions, and it goes to the House Affairs Committee. And there's very little gerrymandering because everyone knows the score. You know what we always remind ourselves of, though? If, you're, uh, if anyone's a gray beard, you remember the Charlottetown Accord. God bless them. The entire mm. House of Commons voted for the Charlottetown Accord Accord, what, which was going to give Quebec 25% of the seats in the House Can you imagine? for the yeah. next thousand years. Can you imagine <laughs> if we had that today? No,
0: absolutely no. No, Alberta would be long gone. There'd be tumbleweeds. Like, no, that's, yeah, you raise a good point. Well, we'll see uh, how they, uh, I guess. They can't do anything about it, but they can certainly react. I think this is interesting. A Facebook group of thousands of unvaccinated federal employees now petitioning Prime Minister Trudeau to permit them to stay on the job. 3,200 are uh, part of this group. And um, the bottom line is they're fighting saying that this is unlawful. I still marvel, Tom, that this was not brought up or we didn't hear any of this anger or any of this raised during the election. But we already know through your reporting that Canada Post is going to offer testing similar to what... You know, Aaron O'Toole um, had suggested. But where do you see this fight going with the prime minister?
1: Uh, Well, he has to lose because you can't enforce this. As his own health department said in in the advice of its legal counsel in 1996, uh, vaccine mandates are unconstitutional. In this country, Mm. they actually wrote that. Mm -hmm. The Constitution didn't change since 1996. You can't do it. It's unconstitutional. You cannot force someone, as a condition of their livelihood, to undertake a medical procedure. When the Prime Minister also muses that... Uh, Doggone it, when the 44th Parliament comes back, he wants to make sure every single MP is vaccinated. That's none of Justin Trudeau's business. With all due respect, under House rules, we looked it up. The last time an MP was denied access to his seat in the House of Commons, and it was his seat, it was a man, he was a Soviet agent, it was in 1947. If there is an unvaccinated MP elected in any riding in this country, they will take their seat because they must. So there's been a lot of witch hunting and a lot of, frankly, berserk and very intemperate language about in, uh, enforcing these vaccine mandates. And they always fail when you get down to the brass tacks, as they should. No more scapegoating. We're right. not going to scapegoat MPs or employees. No one's losing their job. Stop it.
0: Right. And yet we still hear about it in the media. And it's all in the paperwork because you guys have reported all of this. Why isn't that all coming out? Like, I don't understand why we're still um, playing this charade, like it's a thing, like it can happen. And why isn't anyone saying, like, why even during the election? Why wouldn't the Conservatives raise their hand and say, here, here's the report from 1996, according to Health Canada, you can't do what you're saying. I mean, maybe they didn't, it was just drummed out with all the politics around the issue. But again, when is the Prime Minister going to get called on this and the narrative actually going to reflect the games being played?
1: Well, I think it, when it comes down to enforcement, it's always about enforcement. I, I can't explain my, my friends of the press gallery. You know, I've, I've tried to ask them. I, I mean, I don't, get a, I don't get a straight answer. That's why Canadians don't get a straight answer. The, the whole point is not hopes and dreams. Civil liberties is about enforcement, and then it gets pretty raw. Oh, wow, you're going to take away my voice in Parliament if my MP doesn't submit to your health questionnaire? Are you kidding me? Are you going to fire any employee because they refuse to tell you what their vaccination status is? I don't believe you. But there is this intemperate language that came out of that very snarling and divisive election campaign, no less than a prime minister of Canada said back in January and February. It's not ancient history, Alex. He said this is an extreme divisive measure that should be avoided. Uh, I guess he changed his mind, but but the qualities didn't change. It's still extreme, and it's still divisive.
0: Yeah, he said it again, I think, in March and again in, in June, but uh, no one bothered to do a, a Google search, Tom. That's why we've got you guys. <laughs> Nonetheless, stay tuned, as they say. Thank you. Uh, appreciate your time on this.
1: Uh, thanks. Thank you, Alex.
0: That is Tom Korski, managing editor over at Black Locks Reporter. It is subscription-based. It is worth the investment. But, of course, he visits with us Monday through Wednesday. So if you miss it, you can catch it here.